In this all-out match against sin, others have suffered far worse than you, to say nothing of what Jesus went through, all that bloodshed. So, don't feel sorry for yourselves. God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as dear children. This trouble you're in isn't punishment. It's training, the normal experience of children. Only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? Hmm. We respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. So why not embrace God's training so we can truly live? Now, why, while we were children, our parents did what seems best to them. But God is doing what is best for us, training us to live God's holy best. At the time, discipline isn't much fun, is it? It always feels like it's going against the grain. Later, of course, it pays off big time. For it's the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. That's Hebrews 12, 4 through 11 in the message. I'm Neil Parks, and welcome to the program. We've been talking about discipline in this book of Hebrews, and I got to tell you that the church of Jesus Christ has not been discipled to the degree it needs to be in regard to growing and maturing. Now, in chapter 12, the writer is expounding on the importance of discipline for what may be the most important aspect of maturity. Now, in verses 6 through 8 of chapter 12, let's read how the King James Bible puts it. Verse 6, For whom the Lord loveth, he chastineth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Verse 7, If ye endure chastising, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? Verse 8, But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. My friends, afflictions rightly endured, though they may be the fruits of God's displeasure, are yet proofs of his parental love to his people and care for them. Verse 6 said, Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Folks, the best of God's children need chastisement. They have their faults and follies, which need to be corrected. Though God may let others alone in their sins, he will correct the sin 
in his own children. They are of his family and shall not escape his rebukes when they need them. You see, in this he acts as a father and treats them like children. No wise and good father would wink at faults in his own children, would he? As he would in others. His relationship to and his affections compel him to take more notice of the faults in his own children than those of others. To be tormented and to go on in sin without a rebuke is a sad sign of separation from God. Now, the Bible says such are bastards, not sons. They may call him father, because they are born in the light of the church. But they are the counterfeit offsprings of another father, not in God. We read that in Hebrews 12, 7 and 8. I want to take a look at how John Gill puts it in verse 8. He says, But if ye be without chastisement, or have no affliction, whereof all are partakers, that is, all the children of God, they are all alike children. They are all in a state of imperfection and prone to sin. God has an impartial respect unto them. And though they are not all alike chastened, nor chastened at all times, yet none are exempt from chastisement, but have it in some way or another, and at some time or another, then, quote, are ye bastards and not sons. All are not sons that are under a profession of religion. All that are under a profession of religion are not chastised. But then those are not the children of God, but the children of the world, of Satan, and of the anti-Christian harlot. For though all that are chastised are not children, yet all that are children are chastised. Hence, We learn that outward peace and prosperity is not a note of a true church, and that such have reason to distrust their state, who know not what it is to have the chastening rod of God upon them, and that afflictions are rather arguments for than against sonship. What's going on here is those that are impatient under the discipline of their Heavenly Father behave worse toward Him than they would do towards earthly parents. In verse 9 it said, Since we respect our fathers here on earth, though they punished us, Should we not all the more cheerfully submit to God's training so that we can begin really to live? 
In verse 10, it said, Our earthly fathers trained us for a few brief years, doing the best for us that they knew how. You see, but God's correction is always right and for our best good, that we may share His holiness. Being punished isn't enjoyable. While it is happening, it hurts. But afterwards, we can see the result, a quiet growth in grace and character. My friends, parents have not only authority, but a charge from God to give their children correction when it is due. And he has commanded children to take such correction well, to be stubborn and discontented under due correction is a double fault. Our earthly fathers are but the fathers of our flesh, but God is the father of our spirits. Our souls are not of a material substance. They are the immediate offspring of God, who, after he had formed the body of man out of the earth, breathed into him a vital spirit, and so he became a living soul. The father of our spirits never suffers willingly, nor afflicts the children of men, much less his own children. It is always for our profit and the advantage he intends us thereby is no less than our being partakers of his holiness. It is to correct and cure those sinful disorders which make us contrasting to God, and to improve and to increase those graces which are the image of God in us, that we may be and act more like our Heavenly Father. God loves his children so that he would have them to be as like himself as can be. And for this end, he chastises them when they need it. I say, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today as we read and listen to your word, Lord. We, as people that have sinned, were born with that nature. We come needing more of you, Lord. We come needing what you would have us to be and how to get there. And some of this needs chastising. Father God, the discipline that you bring is to refine us. You are creating a bride without spot or wrinkle. You're coming, Lord, and you're coming soon. I pray for every listener here today, Lord, that they would seek you in a more intimate relationship, that they would welcome your discipline, that they would count it all joy, Lord Jesus, the trials, the tribulation, and the testing. As I lift them up, Lord, I pray for them. 
In your precious name, Jesus, amen and amen. Well, my friends, it's been good to be with you. I'd love to hear from you at fillthelamp at yahoo.com. All one word, fillthelamp at yahoo.com. But until next time, God bless each and every one of you. I'm Neil Parks.